Hi, and welcome to the Relatives to Reality podcast. I am one of your hosts, Deb Thibodeau. Also joining me on this venture as a co-host is my nephew, Steve O'Keefe, hence the relative part of the podcast name. Since we are in two different states, we have taken this social distancing to a whole new level. Steve is joining me from New York, and I am in Florida. This is an opinion podcast about today's events coming from two different generations, two different states, and a male and female point of view. We have a guest joining us, my husband, Mike. Hello. Oh, and Steve. Steve, say hello. Hey, how you doing? I was ready to jump right into things. We're getting into what is happening to Michael Flynn. Being the guest, I guess I'll start off here. Just a small little background on myself. I have previously run for Congress. I'm a business guy. I've traveled the world for work. So a lot of the different cultures around the world. It puts a different perspective on things, especially when it comes to American politics. One of the things that you know, I know in our family that we've talked about at length, what really happened to General Michael Flynn? The ironic part with all this hysteria that has been going on about Flynn, the, the funny part is he's a Democrat. Trump picked a great general to fill a position. All hell broke loose. But here's some of the facts. General Flynn was a 30-year Army veteran. He worked for Obama as a defense intelligence agency. He was a director for two years, so 2012 through 2014. Trump nominated him in late in 2016 after the November election. A couple months later, in February, he had to resign. What did the media say about all this? They have a slant to it. This is their slant. He was the national security advisor nominated by Trump. He made some calls during the transition period, which you're supposed to be doing. That's your job. So he talked to some counterparts for all the major countries around the world. And of course, one of those was to Russia. And because Trump stole the election by working with the Russians, having Flynn call them just put the whole press into hysteria. So what happened next? They leaked it to the media that he talked to the Russians and that he was trying to make some deals behind the scenes. He ends up having to resign right after that. So, Steve and Deb, we've talked between ourselves many times before. What really happened? What is the rest of the story? There's so much behind this. I mean, we could talk for hours. First of all, as we have proven now that there was no Trump conspiracy where the Russians manipulated uh, our election system. The election system is local, can't really be manipulated. He just didn't do it. And I think they were able to prove that the Russians paid for a few advertisements on Facebook. And if that convinced anyone to vote for Trump, that's kind of ironic. What happened to Flint was he worked for Obama for two years in the national security world. He knew where all the bodies were buried. And he knew how the Obama administration operated. So he knew it all. And one day came along in his career with Obama, and he disagreed on what was going on in Iran, and Obama fired him. They really didn't like him. When Trump decided to nominate him, they flipped out. They had already started working behind the scenes, taping him, recording his phone calls, eavesdropping on him. They used Flynn as a tool to try to take down the president of 
the United States. And why did they use him? Because they did not want Flynn in the White House. So why didn't they want him in there? Because he would have immediately had credibility to turn around and tell the world, this Russian stuff is a hoax. None of this really happened. This whole Mueller investigation would have never happened. By taking down Flynn, he was the only real experienced person in Trump's administration. And they wanted him out of there. So they took him down. So, Steve, what do you think? I have a lot of issues with all this. First of all, I think what people need to understand is they've been using an excuse to explain this away. That unmasking isn't illegal. And this is coming from the political left right now. And what people need to realize is, yeah, it's not illegal for people that have the access to the information to unmask. It's not illegal for that. What is illegal, and this is what the investigation is now going through under Attorney General Barr, you cannot unmask and leak it to the press. And what we know is the press knew of this unmasking around 2017 and leaks were happening left and right. So what we need to know is, were there leaks from the people within the Obama administration, from people that could see the unmasking of Flynn to the press? Because now you have felonies involved. And that's what I want to know, what this is about. This is all we heard for three years. And again, this is coming from someone that did not vote for President Trump. We are setting a precedent here. If you are not angry about this, what happens if Joe Biden gets in and Trump does the exact same thing that Obama did to Trump coming in? This is what happens in Banana Republic to set a standard. Even if you disagree with Trump, like I do a lot of the time, like I did at the time, you have to go by the law. They tried to bring Lynn Downover was the Logan Act. The Logan Act was implemented back in the late 1800s, and it was basically implemented because somebody tried to pretend to be a U.S. diplomat go over to France and try to negotiate terms under the United States, and they were not a United States diplomat. Only two people have been indicted under the Logan Act. The last one that was indicted was in 1852. Both of the people indicted were never found guilty. You're really reaching for using essentially a law that is outdated and never used. And so this issue really boils my blood, and I have to kind of like let it simmer because for three years... This has been going on. We now have the information, and the media is trying to downplay it. It's exposing a lot of things. What do you think about it, Antep? I've seen a lot of this going on, and you guys have pretty much hit the nail on the head. I disagree with what's going on with Flynn, with what the judge is doing to him and bringing outside people in. I don't think that's fair. Flynn's lawyer had asked to bring outside people in to help with Flynn's case. He turned them down. And now all of a sudden, it's okay to bring in outside people who don't like Flynn? So let's make this simple so people understand. First is, what does unmasking mean? What the intelligence agency, I say that reluctantly, (laughs) the intelligence agency records literally everything that's going in and out of this country. When someone in the United States is talking to someone overseas, the call is recorded. If someone later on goes back and listens to that recording, they could request, if it's a serious violation of national security, they can uncover the American that is talking to the foreigner. It only is supposed to be done in very rare, rare cases. The Obama administration, the rare case was probably 100 times a day. 
which obviously was an abuse of, of power. So unmasking, just so you understood the terms of unmasking. If you think about Flynn doing his job as part of Trump's new administration during a transition time, makes a phone call to some heads of states like he's supposed to. And they're recording his phone calls. And they tried to find a little nugget that they could release to, to the media to take him down. I mean, this whole thing is so bogus. And the fact that, one, they, they abused the power of unmasking people, but just the thought that a government took this guy and destroyed his entire life. What do you think they could do to us? Mm-hmm. If they can do it to the president, and uh, I believe he's a three-star general, right? I mean, we're pawns. We're serfs. This isn't about Republican versus Democrat, right? This is the law versus the lawless. Let's go over the timeline a little bit here real quick of what happened. Flynn was under investigation by, I believe it was Comey, up until January 5th, I believe. Or then he had a meeting in the White House with Obama, some other intel agency heads. And they basically said, there's nothing on this guy. Then there was a meeting after that in which Obama and a few other people in the room said, hey, essentially, we have to get this guy somehow. And there was notes from the FBI, agents that were trying to interview Flynn, saying, how do we approach this? How do we get him to lie? Or basically double back on something. Here they are treating this guy like he's Al Capone. I guess the biggest problem I have with this is also they are trying to say he committed crimes where he was making moves during the transition team. Here's my problem with that. Where is the press with John Kerry doing almost the exact same thing that they're complaining Flynn did with Iran a year, two years after Trump came into office and trying to make deals with Iran? And he has no appointment under this administration. Again, if you want to go after Flynn, that's fine. You would have more credence if you were going after John Kerry. But you're not as the press. You're not as the left. So someone sitting here like myself that's a third party person that I'm not invested in either party. I'm going, wait, why are you applying the standards to over here and not to over here? It's driving half the country, if not more, very angry, I guess is the best way to put it. And this would have went nowhere if it wasn't for this Mueller investigation. And again, I shouldn't even use his name because he really wasn't even running the investigation. He was a puppet, as we saw when he went to go testify. Unfortunately, an older gentleman with some type of dementia had no idea what was going on around him. His Democratic-led team of lawyers just annihilated anybody that had anything to do with Trump. You have to give them credit about this whole deep state thing. I think by now we've been proven is is absolute. All of these things are working together like a perfect oiled machine. You got Obama team unmasking Flynn, trying to hurt Trump. So they unmask him, try to take down a duly elected president. Then you have Comey, who's sending FBI agents to the White House with no notice, trying to catch Flynn off guard and get him to lie or do something that they can get him fired for, which, by the way, is illegal. Of course, Comey gets taken down by Trump, and then the deep state stirs it up and gets uh, Mueller investigated and started. So this whole thing all kind of worked together. They're not separate stories. This is all one big, huge story, and it is the most corrupt, most un-American thing that's ever been done in political history, and nobody's talking about it. Oh, they're at least trying to prevent us from talking about it. And even to go to what you said about Mueller, 
I don't know if he has dementia or not. So let's put that aside. Say he doesn't have dementia. Then his excuse for maybe one of the most humiliating public hearings I have ever seen for someone that's supposed to be head of the FBI and head of one of the largest, most powerful intel agencies that ever existed on this planet to be humiliated at a public hearing for being so grossly incompetent is probably worse than having dementia. So if, if you want to be angry and say, well, you know he has dementia, fine. Then he was so incompetent, this whole entire investigation needs to be investigated because he didn't know what he was doing. Anybody listening to this podcast can go to that hearing on YouTube right now before YouTube takes it down and deems it, you know, something where you can't listen to it and hear how incompetent he was to the point where the press to the left said this was a mistake. How did this go so wrong? Everywhere you turn, either incompetence to my extent, I use the word fascistic double standard. We now have to change the words like the left. This isn't just double standards anymore. This is fascistic double standards because now they aren't just applying some sort of moral double standard. They are using the letters of the law and the threat to be put in prison like Flynn was put in. That's fascistic. This is no longer just double standards. That's fascistic. We need to call it out like it is. I have another incident here where this is breaking from Fox News. John Brennan suppressed intel saying Russia wanted Hillary Clinton to win just as much as Trump. So he had intel, Brennan, that showed the Russians said, hey, this is what Ed Henry said. Ed Henry told Tucker Carlson that the new information suggested John Brennan, head of the Central Intelligence Agency under Obama, also had intel saying actually Russia wanted Hillary Clinton to win because she was a known quantity. She had been Secretary of State and Vladimir Putin's team thought she was a malleable candidate and Donald Trump was and Donald Trump was unpredictable. Now that comes from Brennan. The same people that were believing Brennan three years on Russiagate that Donald Trump was colluding with Russians, are they going to now believe Brennan that he had information that showed Hillary Clinton was the more malleable candidate. Where's the answers to that? Yeah, I agree, Steve. I want to rewind back to Mueller for a moment. From all the information that is out there, Mueller knew one to two weeks in to investigating the whole Russia gate that there was no collusion. Yeah, the documents were just released they, now. Yes, that he knew. Who knew what? Brennan knew? I think the American taxpayers should be reimbursed for that investigation because he knew one to two weeks in that this was a hoax and this is what our taxpayer money our hard working taxpayer money paid for a hoax we should get our money back and then you have a testimony that has been released just in the past week. All these people that were out talking to the media saying uh, Trump is doing his treasonous and the rhetoric that they had out there trying to convince the American people that our president is a Russian agent. Every one of those people, Brennan, Clapper, Rice, yes. they were all under testimony. At the same time, they're saying yes. these things on TV. Yep. Turned around and said, there is no evidence that Trump did anything. They said one thing to the press to get their little likes and head to their little dinner parties in D.C. and New York City. And then when they were under oath, ladies and gentlemen, when it really mattered, when their butts were on the line, when they could have made it different, what did they say under, on, uh, under oath? We have no information. In fact, we don't see anything that says there's Russian clue. On record, not the truth. Yep, Brenning, Clapper, and and the other. 
people you listen said that under oath. Yeah. And While, the people, I'm sorry, ahead. the audience, just to understand why we're even going down this road, is we would have never known any of this if it wasn't for the legal team of Michael Flynn. Because of all the uh, proceedings that they went in for discovery, this documentation was released. According to Adam Schiff, there's a lot of information that Trump is guilty of this. Oh, don't get me going about Adam Schiff. Oh, yeah, this could be a whole show on. Adam Schiff, this man belongs in jail. He knows the truth. Ten seconds later, gets in front of a camera and spews lies about our government and about our president. Now, like Trump, you don't like Trump. The truth is the truth. There is no left version of the truth and a right Right version of the truth. There's just the truth. There's no evidence that anything ever transpired at all, ever. And he stood out there and told the American people that he has seen the evidence. It's right in front of us. It's overwhelming. And we have to impeach this man about this. It went on for three years. There's no evidence of anything. He lied. And what's happened to him? Absolutely nothing. And look at Flynn. Destroyed his life. Destroyed Flynn's life. And his guilty plea was coerced because they went after his son. His his whole family. They went after his family. They went after his son. They bankrupt him in legal fees. As any good father would do, he jumped on the sword, pleaded guilty, so they would leave his family alone. The ironic part was, because there were some unanswered questions, his sentencing never happened. It got postponed for a couple of years. And now some of the truth has finally come out to the point that the Department of Justice is looking at it going, oh my God, this whole thing was fixed. He was set up. We got to let this guy go. And boy, do we owe him an apology. And that's where we are today. Well, I do have a question because I don't know why they were going after Flynn's son. I have not seen or read any of that. I mean, that's what they... Did his son do anything wrong? I haven't heard what kind of intelligence that they had on his son to... They didn't do anything wrong. They just make it up. It doesn't matter, right? If his son did something wrong, he would be in jail, right? Well, not only that, if his son did something wrong with the leaks that have come out the last two years, we've... You would have heard of it. I well, have, yeah, I have, just want to make sure our audience knows I, that I, I they have, don't have, have anything on his son. Well, it's all lies. They made up the Russian collusion. They made up the whole Ukraine thing. They made up the phone calls that Flynn made. They made up what he said. He didn't say that. They knew what he said. They got it and documented, but that's not what they tell the press. They make up everything. You have to think the opposite. The opposite is true. You know what's funny about this? For decades, it was the left that always had reservations about the intel agencies, right? The FBI and CIA abusing Americans' rights and people's rights around the world and spying on people, maybe starting, let's say, coups in other countries countries and all these different things and someone that's a libertarian that move from conservative more to conservatarian or libertarian this is my olive branch to the left you were correct you were right the cia and fbi have been doing shady things for decades now and it's become so politicized to the point where they have done shady things to the president of the united states to essentially decorated war generals and to the american people if this is not something we can come around on and for you to hold your same standard and there are some leftists out there i believe glenn greenwald and jimmy Dore and some others saying this is all bs and have held that same standard they had for our intel agencies 
before Trump and now during Trump. And that is somebody, even though we disagree on fundamental philosophical principles, they are holding themselves to a standard. And those are the leftists and press members that I'll actually listen to. So mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to get that out there. In the old days, you used to just have disagreements between the left and the right and come with some type of negotiating and they land somewhere in the middle. Then they started just making up stuff. So it's a complete fabrication. And now, and this is the scary point, and I keep going back to this. This is what they have done to some high-profile people. What about the rest of us? So think about this. They didn't just make up this whole Russian stuff. They tried to fabricate it by going after Page and make pretending he said something. And Papadopoulos, they had their own agents come in and say, hey, did you hear about Hillary's emails? How did they get to the Russians? Not only now they're making it up, but now they're actually entrapping and starving the story and that they're becoming part of the story to take down a president that they don't like. Imagine what they can do to you and me. Just a normal common citizen. We wouldn't have a chance to even be able to defend ourselves. Every American should be screaming out of their window right now about this. And it's like we got other things to worry about. Who's Flynn? Who cares? You should care. This is one of the most important things that has ever happened in our country. The story is still unfolding. You know where a lot of this took the next leap? was, and I try to explain to this to a lot of my leftist friends we have back and forth, they complain about the president and the way he does things and says things. And one of my biggest qualms with him was, he said, I want to change the First Amendment, allow basically litigation against the press to be expanded. We can have that debate. I disagreed with him at the time. Where this really started was Barack Obama was head of these intelligence agencies. They legitimately spied on the Associated Press. The press and the left were mumped. And the Associated Press slants to the left. They are not Fox News. And they were spied on. Those same agencies are the ones that did this to Flynn, are the ones that did this to Trump, and they're the ones that would do this to us. We have less power than the Associated Press and Flynn. There's nobody that could defend us. It's one thing if you have to defend yourself against a false accusation, but now they're creating evidence against you. That's false. Yeah. I mean, they're absolutely have gone off the rails with this. Uh, to the point that I don't know how you clean out the deep state like this, because this is done by people that are just dirty, right? You clean out some and there's still more. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. The whistleblower for Ukraine deal. I mean, that was all fixed. The guy went and talked to Adam Schiff. The whole thing was dirty. It's one after another after, after another. Doesn't stop. I always talk to Mike about when Trump won, constantly attacking Trump to no end. And my question was, why are they attacking this man? He hasn't done anything yet. And now I I think I've answered my own question. They are scared. They are scared. And he's opening our eyes to what is really going on. He is bringing all this stuff to the forefront. If he was not president and Hillary was, we would not know any of this was going on. The deep state, people used to think it was something he made up. He's actually proved Prove it. it. Yes. I mean, that's really hard to do. They've done it to themselves. If you think about it, if they didn't try to take down Flynn or they didn't do this whole Comey thing with Mueller, all of this would never have come out. But yet they wouldn't let it go. So it's it's incredible because of their own, I guess, uh, selfishness. Self, yeah, selfishness. They have actually destroyed what they were trying to do. That's one thing I can say. I am thankful for Donald Trump because now we know the 
real story of what's going on. I always say for too long, I was forced in this position of defending Trump to the point where I am now indifferent on him. There are things he did and still does that warrants tough reporting on him, whether it's policies or whether how he tweets or how he treats people. You got to put that on the back burner. Why do you have to lie in order to try to hold him accountable? That's the problem I have with this stuff. There's more than enough to go after him for in terms of his language, in terms of specific policies, especially in the way he spends and he approves spending bills. But put that to the side. Why do you push to the forefront lies? Things that are made up. You truly want him out of office. You have to follow the stuff that you can prove. And there's more than enough stuff you can prove. But for too damn long, they have been making stuff up. And it makes me indifferent on the guy. And at the end of the day, a lot of times it makes me cheer him on. Because the very same establishments and institutions that are trying to bring him down would be the same ones that would try to bring me down if I tried to make a difference in our country. Absolutely, Steve. And that's what's terrible about this whole thing. Going after him for his languages, that's the worst of it. There's more important things to, like you said, to go after. Oh, they have to make it up. They don't have anything else. And they're not accountable. They can get on the air, just like they did to that poor high school student out there in Minnesota. Big Sandman. Yeah, they can make something up and they can run with it. They get great ratings. And then a week later, you find out it's not true. Or two days later, you find out it's not true. They just move on to another story. The truth doesn't doesn't matter. Can you imagine if they planted something on us because they don't like what we're saying? Never be able to fight that. People have to believe it. And I've had conversations with my own family members, my own close friends, where they agree with something, but they're so scared to say something publicly. That's how you get a deep state. That's how you get a $3 trillion spending bill that has money going to people that aren't even U.S. citizens instead of paying for education. That's how you get to where we are. Our people are fearful to be called some sort of phobic name or labeled something. Well, you know what? You have to push those things aside. We've come to the last hour. And if you allow these things to happen, you are going to have a police state just like we have in China right now. And me and Deb just did a podcast about, you know, they have drones flying over China. Well, now we have drones flying over here. And if you don't step up and you don't say something and you can't put aside your fears of what other people are going to think about you and how you're going to be labeled, that's exactly what they want is to create fear and panic in you so you don't step up for your rights. Uh, With that, Steve. In closing, uh, uh, thank you for listening to us. And as I always say, if you disagree, that's fine. We're passionate about what we believe in. We disagree out of love. And as you see, you know, this is based on facts. We can always find some sort of common ground at the end. And I hope you got a lot of, out of this podcast and hope you join us for the next one. Well, thank you for listening. Glad to be here. Thank you for tuning into Relatives to Reality. If you like our podcast, please share with your friends and family and also subscribe so you will never miss an episode. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Relatives to Reality.